Hey, welcome to the Category 3 podcast. We're going to discuss Succession Season 2, Episode 1 for the Summer Palace. I am Meet Shah, and I have here with me James Shurgin. Shurgin? Shurgin. Shurgin. Sorry. We know each other well, I swear. Oh, well. All right. All right, James. Um, Yeah, we we watched the Season 2, Episode 1 of the Summer or of Succession. It was a very funny slash right um, dark yeah ish episode, and this is our second time watching it. Unless you've watched it the third time, no, this no, is this is my time. second time yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we already watched all of season two, so we kind of know yep, what's yep. coming up, and it's sort of an interesting rewatch. Um, and I was kind of curious how Succession would do on a rewatch. And I gotta say, it's pretty good, and this is my first time actually watching Succession with meat. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty enjoyable to just okay. watch it with someone else and, okay. and laugh at the same parts. I, I uh, agree with you. Yeah, yeah, it was very funny. Yeah. There was a lot of, lot of banter Enjoying that goes through che- yeah. really fast. So, the cheese monger, it again. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, what does he say? Stick your dick in the brie. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds like, smells like cheesemonger died and left his dick in the brie. Uh, but which we're is, getting uh, ahead of ourselves. This will, this will come back later uh-huh. uh, if it wins uh-huh. the funniest uh, line. Um, right. Yeah. So, let's see. The season, season two first episode starts off pretty soon after where the season the last season's finale left off right with uh, with Kendall Roy getting giving his dad a bear hug at his sister Shiv's wedding and then eventually fucking it up by go you know trying to score smack with some random waiter at their at their party at their reception or something right, right. and um, ends up ends up <clears throat> getting in an accident when while he's driving while he's high and um, you know Kendall Roy obviously survives, but the 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 ran- random waiter kid kind of he he dies basically in the accident. Right. And obviously, Logan Roy finds out along with Marsha, in fact. Right. And, and basically blackmails um, him. And they yeah they bring him in a room and essentially black him blackmail him. I think was it the the. Someone from Scotland Yard or something was also present, and they they give him the information, or does the Logan Roy just? I can't recall that part. It's either it's been one a while of since his, I've seen that episode, but right, it's someone through Logan Roy's connections, and I mean, Succession is one of those shows where it's like you have these like minor characters, and but really, it focuses so much on the heavyweights of it. It's like it's only really like the eight central characters and like the four or five Jerry's and then it's like these That's other right. people that are like servants. There's like not a servant that matters. It's like really these people good. are serving at the, the whims of the throne for yeah. uh, Logan Roy and the right. Roy family. Right. Yeah, yeah. And like so much of the cast is or so much of the show is focused on the main episode and obviously the family yeah. is kind of shown as as the people that kind of don't care about a lot of lot more than their immediate family. Yeah, so, at least that's the aspect that gets shown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
And yeah, so so then what happens is uh, we start with uh, Kendall taking a bath in some kind of a very very fancy spa place. Yeah. In some sort of some rehab. Sort of, yeah. Some sort of rehab in maybe a Nordic country or something. Yeah. Do Do uh, we actually find out? I'm not sure. I was trying to watch out to see where it actually was. We know that there's some guy named Gunnar Magnuson, yeah. which sounds about as Nordic as you can be. Um, so my guess was Iceland, but I, I honestly don't really know. Right, um, right. Um, and yeah, I, what's interesting is I also found interesting was uh, Gunnar Magnuson's uh, interaction with Kendall in that Kendall kind of almost pleads him for um, the option to not... not get out there and, and and do the press conference that he's asking him to do. Or not conference, but like a interview with the press, right? right. And um, and we sort of find out later that one of the reasons he doesn't want to is that he's not totally cleaned up. And that sort of gives yeah. you a hint at the yeah. timeline too, that this right. is like not a lot after the finish of season one. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's Pretty much immediately, right. almost. Yeah. And he, uh, we also see that his sister's on the honeymoon. and Right. So that kind of gives us an idea of how, how right. soon after the incident um, <clears throat> this this taking place. Uh, so where I was going with Magnuson was, like, Magnuson doesn't actually give him a lot of leeway in terms of what Kendall might want to do, which, which kind of is sort of a interesting beginning to tell us what position Kendall is in right. at this point with his father and with his, right. you know, company and henchmen. I don't know if that's the right word, but sort of the people that are following orders. Right, yeah. And He's very much, uh, I mean, in season one, I think, it sort of built up where Kendall was constantly taking shots at his father and he is closer to... Uh, I mean, he's still a little subservient, but he's closer to an equal uh, in the sense that his father, like the bear hug, was something that was very serious that Kendall orchestrated, or at least partly orchestrated. Mm -hmm. um, and in this case, it's like he is not. He's 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 uh, he's daddy's boy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he is now daddy's boy indeed. Yeah. Um, so from there, uh, Kendall obviously does the press conference. Yeah. Our uh, news interview with um, with most likely what seemed like ATN uh, news anchor also right uh, it's not it's not very clear but that would make sense I assume yeah. that it was very sort right of a friendly ish yeah. interview where it might not be so many unexpected right. questions obviously we get a lot of interesting comment from all the people from his family that are watching the interview right um, and yeah one of the themes throughout the 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 whole episode is that everyone is sort of a little bit confused by what what the heck happened with Kendall, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and because only really Logan and Marsha and Kendall are in the loop aware, of and what, so yeah. they're like, who's blackmailing who? And we as viewers yeah. know what's right. happening, but right. nobody knows in the within the family. Right, and he sort of has to. And Kendall doesn't really have a good answer. No one's going to Logan for an answer here. They're all asking Kendall, Kendall. and he's just like. Uh, I saw their plan, and uh, my dad's plan was better. And that's just sort <laughs> that of like very, yeah. all he can say uh, to come back to that. And everyone's sort just kind of like looking around and like really confused by what what the heck is going on with him. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, from there, uh, so let's see, a couple of things happen. He goes back 
Um, he leaves whatever European country he's in, goes back to um, New York, New York yeah. uh, for his at the headquarters or whatever their offices are, and talks to his dad, where um, obviously Logan kind of <clears throat> the phrase he uses is let's pull you limb to limb like a pinata and see what falls <laughs> out, which is uh, we're interesting way of putting things for uh, when when asking uh, when talking to his son obviously. Right. Um, um, they get some important information out of him, right? Obviously. Right. Uh, and then Laird immediately gets to work to kind of start start putting them in defense. Um, Laird being uh, the, the banker. The yeah. bank. Uh, the CFO of the company. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's how it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Banker. Banker is another guy. I forget his name, but he shows up later, right? Yeah. Um <clears throat> So yeah, it goes pretty well there, and um, obviously kind of continues. Are you confusing Carl and Laird? Carl being oh, good point. Okay, yeah. Carl's the CFO, Laird's the banker, but Carl's the CFO who's present at that meeting. Right, right. Carl yes. takes a bunch of crap. There you go. It's good point. He, yes. He, yeah. No offense taken. <laughs> offense taken. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. Yeah. So that that happens, uh, and then. Um, Roman has a press conference about the, um, the, the rocket launch yeah. and, uh, which is interesting, obviously, and, uh, the blow up and, um, Roman, as always, you, you not expect him to say the most appropriate thing. And he goes, mm-hmm. I'm not being facetious, but I'm no rocket scientist mm-hmm. <laughs> when asked a serious question. Yeah. Roman, who, by the way, was on a toilet when, when the rocket actually blew up, <laughs> watching the live stream. Yes, yes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the questions were around internal affairs investigation for, for the blow-up, right? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, what happens then? What, um, they... So, I think it's sort of Laird, the banker... Uh, as right. a recommendation that they're supposed to, uh, that they should sell or they should consider oh, okay. selling, saying that's a smart move. And so, yeah, I think everyone sort of gets a text message then. Yep. Uh, and that sort of triggers, uh, a, implying that they need to get together. Yeah. Uh, and so they go to a summer house of some sort. Yep. I'm not even sure what country. Um, yeah. Again, feels like some European country, but it's not very clear. Yeah. Or it could have just been northeast. Yeah, U.S. U.S. as well. I, I don't yeah, know. Um, these people have so much money. It's hard yeah, to say. It's uh, and it's it's interesting. It's just a yeah. It's a huge yeah. house, very fancy. Yeah, and it seems like they're literally opening it up for the first time. Right. Yeah. What do you think that house would cost on Airbnb? Three <laughs> <laughs> uh, whole family. Want to guess four grand. That's four maybe. Grand night. Yeah. 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 Sounds reasonable. Uh, what if their um, what what if their raccoon smells? Do you think he could complain and get it down <laughs> to like a grand? Uh, that was interesting, right? Everybody just walks in and right. um, yeah, the smell is horrendous. Obviously, <laughs> Logan Roy walks in and makes the comment. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's sort of how they like introduce the house. It's like they have all these servants coming in, coming in. and then all of the family is just like, "What's that smell? smell? What's that yeah. smell?" It smells terrible. It smells terrible. Um, 
before before they all meet and start talking, they figure out that there is a bunch of dead raccoons stuck in one of the chimneys, yeah. and that pisses off Logan quite a bit. Right. Um, but he hits pause on that. Actually, he's talking to... What's interesting is he's talking to Marsha while he also sees uh, the dead raccoons fall out, and Marsha suggests that he should sell and kind of enjoy his life at this point, which... Logan, from Logan's facial expression, I felt like he didn't take it particularly well. Right. Um, yeah, and Logan is always, I mean, Logan is always playing mind games, so it's hard to know exactly where yeah. he is, but yeah, no, he didn't seem to yeah. take that well at all. Yeah, I think after this point, whatever happens, it, it feels like, is, what what did you think what happens? Because there's a lot of things that happen, and... Is Logan playing a lot of mind games to find out who's on his team? Or is he trying to get a genuine opinion from right from his family? I mean, that's kind of the uh, million dollar or billion dollar question in this case. Um, I mean, at one point, I think Roman comments... Roman, who I think is like very honest in a strange way, uh, just in the sense that he says things that, like uh, I don't know, everyone is kind of thinking, but he's so blunt that it just comes off super strange. Um, and he just says, uh, uh, he, I, I think he sort of asks just, uh, uh, he says that he's not comfortable saying what his oh, move would right. be because everyone's in the room, uh, there. So it's like, no one's, everyone's worried that everyone's playing someone else. And I mean, that's like a theme that's throughout yeah. season one. Actually, season Shiv two. also says the, something similar, but slightly right. different where she goes, Everything you will you say will be held in court against you, right? Exactly. And so she's yeah. also not comfortable talking out um, in public. Again, right. Right. Yeah. Is, and so what ends up happening to finish the episode is Logan talks to people one on one, which I guess is just Roman and Shiv in this case. Yeah. Uh, and that sort of finishes up the episode with um, Shiv being named as uh, uh, Logan, basically offering her. Uh, the job as his successor and right. to bring her into sort of waystar Roy- royco um yep yeah yeah and which uh, is uh, yeah it's it's a very emotional moment for her um when when logan asks her right for that right so it's interesting and yeah. it should, sort of shows you the context and the extent of the mind games that uh logan plays uh as well as some of the other characters in the sense that like he she doesn't believe it's real it like takes a while mm-hmm. he, he, and like yeah. finally at the end she's like this is real right, right. he's like oh yes it's, it's real it's, yeah it's, um, but i yeah. mean like she thought that he was just fucking with her or messing yeah. with her yeah absolutely for the longest time so it's yeah it's interesting how much their his kids don't trust him um or each when, other or <laughs> each other yeah, yeah. indeed yeah but a, he's the big bad wolf right yeah um, so let's, let's, you know what, let's, let's kick off with the categories and then we'll, we'll also again look at parts and bits and pieces of the episode. The first category is, uh, the, the best insult of the episode. Yeah. Which, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, obviously when Kendall's on the, <clears throat> on the TV and people are watching him at the beginning of the episode... There are some really funny comments from from Shiv, Tom, and obviously uh, Roman. Yeah, um, who seems to get all of the best lines. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Shiv says he looks like a sweaty corpse. <laughs> uh, Tom says he looks like he looks waxy, like an unshaven candle. Okay. <laughs> Rome says, "What a sassy little bitch," <laughs> or something along those lines. Looks weird and demented. <laughs> um. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, when he talks to. When he talks to his dad, he tells his dad eventually to fuck off, and also pour some shit, pour some bu- pour some buckets of cold shit on the bed, which. Wait, who who is this Roman? Logan says this to. Uh, Kendall. Kendall. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but it sounds <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um. Did you did you have any uh, particular that? My you... handwriting is so bad that oh, I, yeah. I did not. Uh, yeah, uh, I thought one of the funny note uh, quotes was when uh, Carl, uh, when he gets taken to task, and he's like, and, and he's like, "No offense taken." taken. When yeah. Logan, did, yeah. well, actually, you really screwed up, Carl. And it's like, yeah. okay, offense taken. Offense taken. Yeah, that that's a good reaction from Carl. Yes, but I think my favorite. <laughs> I think you must have jotted down was yes. the, was the cheesemonger. Yes. So <laughs> the moment Logan Roy walks into the summer palace. <laughs> Or their summer home and goes, what? What's that smell? It smells like the cheesemonger died and left his dick buried in the brie. <laughs> that that I would say is is the winner. We actually missed a part of the episode where uh, both the siblings, the younger sibling Shiv and uh, Roman, are have walked away from from the house and towards the beach and they're they're hanging out there and eventually kind of, uh, Kendall catches up with them uh-huh. and they both also berate him with a lot of different yeah uh, it's like one after the other they yeah, just yeah. take turns and yeah. Kendall just takes it all yeah yeah, yeah. and then I think he I think back out the line it's like uh, I saw their plan and dad's plan was better yep yep yeah I think uh, Roman says something there which also I thought was kind of funny which is like he just tells him you were like a sex robot for the dad for dad to fuck. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just, so it's it's a, I, Roman, I don't recommend using these insults on your own siblings. Yeah, Roman comes up with a fairly incestuous comments. I think for the most part, he's yeah. kind of the yeah the very unhinged um, yeah mouth of the of the family. I think yeah. And then um, I feel like a lot of the smaller players of the episode didn't have quite as much to do. We have uh, uh, Connor, of course, who is bidding on Napoleon's junk. <laughs> Literally, this is very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was what, what did he say? <laughs> yeah, there's one good line. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How like how is it? Is it pickled? Like it's dried. <laughs> <laughs> Roman also suggests that what are you gonna do next? Get Hitler's testicles and and make it into a European smoothie. Or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but but I think I think we both agree that cheesemonger comment from Logan was was definitely the that's my the best that's my and winner. it was it's also it's it's the funniest line for sure. It's an insult <laughs> towards I don't know who. Just, just <laughs> the, the, cheesemongers <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. They're, they're very offended. All the cheesemongers. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about the winners of the episode. 
Do you think anybody wins in this episode? Do you have anybody that kind of stood out? I think the obvious winner... I mean, unless you want to pick Logan Roy, who, mm-hmm. who is just at the peak of his powers, I feel like, this mm-hmm. whole episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like you can sort of forget that he starts the series, actually, kind of at a week note, where he's just very sick and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just... He has his powers through he it, has his right? punch, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he also kind of gets his kids, the other two kids in his corner, uh, convinces them, and obviously he has all the control over Kendall at this yeah. point. Yeah. So he's definitely, yeah, definitely a very strong uh, and winning personality at this point. But I was gonna pick you, but I think you talked me into uh, uh, Logan. Uh, so, yeah. so yeah. that'd be my winner. Yeah. Chiv yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, also, well, so Shiv, in the sense of this episode, I think she's also, also up there, right? Because she kind of, she kind of gets that, um, nod from her dad that she will be the next successor of the company. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, which is, which is what all three kids are striving for. Right. I mean, the like, show is called Succession. succession so. so, yeah. Which, uh, and like you mentioned, she, she didn't believe it, like her dad had to actually... Right. Um, prove, like, get her to believe it. Take and, steps to believe it. And one of the working theories on this show uh, that, in my opinion, still has not been disproven um, is the idea that each season would focus on a different kid. And so season one is sort of Kendall's and season mm. two is Shiv's. Right. Uh, I mean, she gets named as a successor in season one, uh, in first, first episode. episode. Yeah. And presumably season three will be very wild if it's focused on Roman. Roman. Um, I'd be excited to see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So there's not a whole lot of winners in this episode, as it might be for majority of the show, I think, because it's a very sort of um, dog-eat-dog world. Right. Um, losers. Um, I think Kendall seems kind of the obvious one. Yeah. He, we knew that he was a loser at the end of the, right. the last season, obviously, but we didn't know how much of a lose, losing situation he was in right. at, that, at that point. But right. we, we realized with the amount, of <clears throat> yeah, the amount of pressure that he is in that we can see the kind of... He um, pretty much takes yeah. shit from yeah. all Everybody. sides. Yeah. yeah, including yeah. his siblings who yeah. and then have his... no sympathy for him, which, which I kind of understand. He kind of yeah. ruins Show's wedding... Yeah. Uh, obviously, their honeymoon also got fucked. Right. Um, and then the episode concludes with his dad basically making him meet Sandy and Stewie, and uh, on his own, yeah. and basically giving him a yeah a, a very pleasant uh, Christmas card. <laughs> <laughs> yes. About yes. About fuck, fucking their wives and, and uh, killing, killing their, their pets. Yes, sending men to kill their pets and yeah. fucking their wives, <laughs> which is yeah. Uh, very verbatim, it seemed like, from the call that his dad gave him previously, yeah. most likely. Right. Um, <clears throat> um, S- Sandy and Stewie, would you say they're the losers of the episode? They, they're they just featured so seldomly in this that mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I have a hard time saying. Really call him. Yeah, call right. him. Right. Um, they're, yeah, they're, they're sort of on a neutral ground, right? Like, they're obviously upset that uh, shit did go sh- south in the previous episode for them and their deal, but I think it seems like they're kind of okay where they are. They're not in a very losing situation 
we don't know what the outcome of the of the request is going to be yet in this episode. So no, obviously. we don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sort of just laying. I feel like this episode is sort of laying the groundwork and sort of reestablishing the family at the center of it. I mean, even someone like cousin Greg, who I really enjoy in the show, uh, both in this season and the previous season. He's pretty minor in this one. Like he Absolutely. gets to goth a little bit at at Kendall's place. Gets to buy mm-hmm. him some uh, a park coke, some oh, park cocaine. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but like he really doesn't have a lot to do. Uh, there's not a lot of uh, Greg and Tom dynamics that filled up a lot of the uh, stuff in season one. Um, right for them, they're they're like not really together so much. Right, right. Uh, for this episode, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Greg has a very minor role. Connor too. Yeah. Um, I'd say maybe Marsha could be a potential loser-ish. She's obviously she doesn't have a whole lot of writing in in the in most of this show. I guess to me it seems like she, for some reason, does genuinely have feelings or likes uh, Logan Roy. She does. Right? It's yeah. not. There's not just a. I mean, obviously Logan's very rich and right. wealthy and stuff, but there, there's, there seems to be more than that. Obviously, if she was after money, that she wouldn't. Right. Kind of have recommended him to sell per se. Maybe she's kind of one of the mm-hmm. mysteries of the show. It's hard to exactly grasp at her mm-hmm. motivations, but obviously Logan trusts her quite a bit, uh, yeah. and uh, the fact that he, like, there's Logan and there's Kendall that are aware of of Kendall's incident at the end of season one, but there's also Marsha, mm-hmm. um, which I think tells you something about what Logan thinks of her. The Indeed. fact that he looped her in to that. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, Marsha, Marsha recommends that he sell and which would potentially get them more time, but I don't know who would want more time with Logan Roy. Right. But, uh, she seems to, maybe she seems to lose. I don't know. That's, that's what I feel like. She, she loses in terms of screen time, and, and Logan mm. doesn't seem to like her suggestion either, so it's true. in that sense, she's yeah. kind of a loser. loser. My loser that I picked was Tom, just in the sense that he is so delusional about what might... He, he thinks that he has a chance to, to be take the, the throne, yeah. and it's just like, no. It's like, if they do that, it's going to be a big twist. Uh, yeah, and it's just like you are not. Uh, I I just don't think he's on the level of any of the Roys, and he's an outsider. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and actually, at the beginning of this episode, he's still part like he still just runs the Waystar part of the um, the company, right? Which the, is the, the like parks the, and stuff, the parks and the the ships and whatnot, right? So, um, he he does. I guess he's a winner in the sense that he. Actually, he's also a winner, I think, because he kind of moves up, because he goes from Waystar right to Techn- to being yeah. leading the ATN network, which in in future we may or may not realize whether or not he's winning yeah, by yeah, yeah. by getting to become getting to become the head right. of ATN, but so that's a step up in like if we talk about in terms of tangible success. But I agree with you that he's yeah kind I mean, of that loser who who. He thinks he thinks too highly of himself a bit, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like, if he ever got closer, the Roy's would cut him down so fast. And I think we'll see in some future episodes that yeah. he has some room to fall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And actually, yeah, you're right. I think I also agree. 
So he also loses in terms of he's like, did you, he, he like, very quickly after Shiv's meeting, he quietly, kind of sneakily tries to ask her, like, but what about the big, big seat and throne and like, yeah. what, and like, she, she, she doesn't give him the honest answer. Which, she defers, yeah. 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 <clears throat> which, yeah. Yeah. I think we both agree that that puts Wamscans in, in the losing side more right. so than winning. Right. Yeah. Um, the the contractor who worked for Logan Roy definitely a loser. loser. Yeah, he got fucked big time. Yeah. Um, Do you think he put the raccoons in there? I could not tell. Um, I. Yeah. I guess the question is, who else would have? Um, I guess. Well, so yeah, that's a fair point. Um, there's no way raccoons could have, just been on the roof and fallen in the chimney That's yeah well it seemed like they were lodged in there somehow yeah. too right yeah yeah my guess is he did but who knows yeah yeah, yeah. well <laughs> you got fucked back yeah logan roy who was your lawyer mr magoo yeah it's <laughs> yeah. like my like lawyer used to work at the justice yeah. department there we go <laughs> so yeah so okay we got winners and losers let's see this one's pretty obvious in this episode. Who win, wins Daddy's approval this episode? And we kind of, we kind of know. We'll we'll start with Rome, Roman. Do you think Roman wins any no. approval? I don't think. I think Roman gets some time with his dad, one to one FaceTime with his dad, which is, um, yeah, and he seriously listens to him. But I feel like he Roman loses me when he's when he thinks that it's really easy to make Stan- Sandy and Stewie just go away, that whole offer. And, right, right, right. That's true. Yeah. A little um, delusional in that and sense. I, I feel like he all, he also loses his dad in, in trying to make that argument. Right. Um, uh, next is uh, Shiv. Yeah. So. I mean, she wins yeah. in the sense that she gets the... Uh, she gets the nod. Right? right. She gets the nod, yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't know if her ideas are any good or not. I mean... It's hard for me to say about letting these big business ideas, but uh, right, right. Uh, but she seems very excited for it. It's. Uh, I'm curious if if the nod was real or not, because like at the at the time at least, right? We know what happens later on in the season, but during this time, because he he. If you if you think about their conversation, he only goes and tells her that I want you to be the next right. uh, person or successor when she threatens him, sort of. Obviously, it doesn't feel very real, but that that uh, she's going to sell her shares and, and give them to Sandy and Stewie. Uh, and that comes after he says that hmm. Kendall would be... Is likely the man, and I don't know where he comes with that decision. Right, I mean, or yeah, Kendall would be named the next successor. Right, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Hard to really get a read on him. Mm-hmm. My read mm-hmm. is generally that I'm taking him at his word for yeah. that stuff, but yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. It's I mean, he's a little bit inscrutable, so yeah. hard to say. Yeah. yeah. Well, if if anyone, I think Shiv won Daddy's approval this this episode. Right. Um, I, I mean, you agree. You yeah. could make a strange case that Kendall did in the sense that he did literally everything his dad asked of him, uh, and he had to do the most stuff in the episode and put up the most crap. But I, I would say Shiv personally. Oh yeah, yeah. That's 
I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So I have one question for you. Yeah. So one thing that I was reminded of, I knew this before, but I sometimes forget, is that Will Ferrell is a producer of this show. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So that if, was a new revelation to me right. after rewatching this episode. So if you were to cast him in any of the characters, Ooh. where would you put him? Oh man, I feel like it's very tough. I feel like the obvious one is Connor. Oh, you would replace Connor with Will Ferrell? Oh, okay. And I like, Interesting. I like Alan Rock. But... Recasting, I like it. Recasting yeah. couch? Okay. Will Ferrell as, as Connor would, would be... I think... That'd be something. That would be something. I think Connor works because he... As, as weird as his personality is, his expression and his, his way of delivering things are almost very grounded. Right. He has like a genuine conviction to whatever he's doing, whether it's it's this or whether him claiming at the end of last episode of the first season that he is gonna run for the president. Yeah. Like you, you think this guy is the silliest person. Yeah. But he has. But he plays like, it straight. He, yeah. He plays it straight, which yeah, which makes me think maybe if Will Ferrell wouldn't be ideal, but I, you know, I, I, I agree. I, 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 I'm. Yeah. This is a hypothetical. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Absolutely. But he's no, the most obvious. I don't think he could be one of the three <laughs> younger siblings. Maybe you could put him in, in like extreme makeup and make him into Logan Roy. Logan Roy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. I would. Yeah. That I. Yeah. I think I could see. I could actually probably see Will Ferrell more as Logan Roy than, <laughs> than Connor for sure. Uh, uh, but he's someone that's never been able to. At least by my mind, successfully do any serious movies. Like Adam Sandler can be a very good actor in some films. Like we recently saw Uncut Gems. Oh yeah. Um, but I'm not convinced that Will Ferrell can. Can as fun as uh, a Will Ferrell as Logan Roy would be. True. Very true. Yeah. All right. Um, any last words before we close out the podcast? Um, just that Succession's a really good show. I I really enjoyed this episode. I don't know if we said that quite enough in this yeah, one. I um, had a great time, too. Yeah, yeah. It's a um, great soundtrack, which we didn't even mention. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a lot of stuff to like. Yeah. Yeah. Every every sort of minute of this episode was very exciting. Ups and downs. There was not a dull moment. Right. Sure. Absolutely. All right. That's uh, me, Misha, and James Shurgan. Yep. Shurgan. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Uh, And we are the Category 3 Podcast. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in.